0: another episode of the Silver Bullet Saga. I'm your host, Ryan Vonderhaar. This week, we're here to preview the Wreckers game. and We're going to break down a little bit of what happened last week against Penn State. But before that, we do have an ad read. This week's episode is brought to you by Vonderhaar Farms Birdseed. Vonderhaar Farms Birdseed's tropical blend, specifically designed for parrots, parakeets, and finches, will have your birds of paradise wasting away again in Margaritaville. Vonderhaar Farms Birdseed, it's for the birds. Anyway, this week, uh, no co-host and no special guest. We are giving you the fastball here, Ryan Vanderhaar. Uh, you know, a couple years ago, Urban Meyer liked to say, in the biggest games, we want to make sure the ball is in the hands of our biggest playmaker. And I'm not going to speak for myself, but those in management this week are pretty excited to just kind of have the fastball here with Ryan Vanderhaar taking the wheel. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna break down last week's game against Penn State. Get into a little bit of what happened last week with our predictions. And then get into a preview uh, for the big game this weekend under the lights in the shoe of Ohio Stadium against those fighting Scarlet Knights. Last week, we saw the Buckeyes in a pretty strong performance against Penn State. Uh, big victory, 38 25. Um, you know, a lot of the things that we predicted going into this game happened. You know Justin Fields, uh, electric. I mean, absolutely lighting up his uh, his Heisman campaign this year. Twenty eight for thirty four, with three hundred and eighteen yards through the air and four touchdowns responsible for. Uh, I mean, pretty pretty much as far as the passing game goes. You know, we we got what we needed, and if if we're able to be that successful against any opponent, you know, this season when we need to be. Uh, This offense is is going to, I mean, under a normal year, set season-long records, but it wouldn't surprise me for a couple single-game records to be broken um, throughout the course of this year. Justin Fields is as advertised. Uh, (laughs) We we talk about it almost every week, but unbelievable talent, and for Buckeye fans, you know, it's definitely a blessing. You know, I think when we get done with this season, we're going to look back and either think how thankful we are or... You know, at least in some ways, we're definitely going to be thankful that football was played at all. But for me, you know, personally, it has just been a pleasure through these first two games and, you know, as many more as we get this year uh, just to watch Justin Fields put a Buckeye uniform on again. So, again, kind of just definitely on brand, 318 yards through the air, four touchdown passes. The dude is just unbelievable. And I hope, you know, uh, next year when his number gets called for the league, that he's able to have a long career because he just seems like an awesome dude on and off the field, you know, says the right things. All of his teammates seem to love him. The hilarious TikTok videos that get get published, you know, <laughs> it's just, it's a fun team to watch this year. And I think that he's definitely at the core of it, the energy and, and kind of the, you know, the team spirit that he's, he's bringing to things. Um, you know, but aside from Justin Fields, a couple other things to, to note from Saturday's game, um, the running game picked up, quite a bit. Um, I know that Tony Alford, the running backs coach at Ohio State, was was pretty frustrated after the performance uh, in the opener against Nebraska, uh, but this week we got to see a couple big runs broken off. None more exciting than the first running play to Garrett Wilson to start the game um, on an, just an unbelievable 62-yard carry. Uh, but as far as kind of the, the stable of backs goes between Master Teague and Trey Sermon, um, Teague you know you, you could kind of see it going into to Saturday's game just after the first couple of carries he he had he was running with kind of a different sense of maybe i don't know if it was motivation or you know pressure maybe from uh, the potential of other folks getting carries but every single time it seemed like when he got a full head of speed you know going in front of him that he was just just hard to get down he fell forward every single time um and just just a, a great um just a great performance out of him in fact you kind of get the feeling that this year it might just look a little different as far as the running game goes I mean it was a huge difference you know if you watch the offensive line from game one to game two just the push that they were getting off uh you know for the running backs to have a little bit of space to get a full head of steam going but you know Master Teague he's a bigger back and he's recovering I believe it was from an Achilles injury in the offseason um which is going to slow anybody down if if you're coming back from an Achilles injury, but you know he's he's just a bit he's kind of a bowling ball you know as he gets going, any it takes him a second to get started but anytime you're going to try and stop him he's he's going to keep going a little bit so you saw that on Saturday him falling forward and getting a couple extra yards and from everything that <laughs> all the pundits you know uh, commentators shared this week you know that that's just a tough thing on a defense it can really wear him down. And when you pair that up with, you know, a passing attack that pretty much can do whatever it wants, it, it makes for a pretty solid offense. And, and we saw that on Saturday. You know, there were only a couple points left up on the board for the Buckeyes. I, well, I say a couple, a, a, a lot of points were left up, but it was never a, at a point where, you know, Ohio, the game was out of reach. You know, Ohio State was always in control uh, of what was going on, especially offensively. Um and I don't think you could be much more happy with what happened. Jay, our special guest last week, actually predicted a uh, touchdown to Jeremy Record. The reason that that's of note, Buckeye fans, is that Ohio State, you know, generally doesn't pass to the tight end. And for us to see, you know, Record on Saturday get two pretty awesome red zone um, touchdowns was pretty cool to see. And it, it's just nice to see that Ryan Day has that in his playbook uh, kind of going forward. As far as receiving goes... Different week, same story. Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, both of them 100 yards. Just, I mean, unbelievable. Every, the entire receiving core, you know, the wide receiver room, you you kind of get the feeling that there are several players deep in the depth chart. But, you know, those two top dogs and Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, I think you'd be hard-pressed hard to find another team in the country with a better top two uh, than that. I mean, even just talking about them as far as NFL talent is concerned their' beast. And I think that they're going to be playing on Sundays in the future and every week they kind of punch their tab just like this week. you're gonna be kind of that, that drum is just gonna keep continuing to play as we begin to approach the end of the season. What else is there to say for Saturday? Well, a couple of problems uh, or, or red flags, I guess I wrote them down as in my notes. Uh, there, we had some issues with our corners, uh, and, and that I, I hope is not a trend, you know, going through this season. Uh, specifically Sean Wade, um, he, he he had a good game. I don't think anybody could, you know, take that away from him. But, you know, as we got later on into the game, number five, Jahan Dotson for Penn State had a couple just unbelievable catches. And on one drive, uh, it was a touchdown drive back-to-back. And I actually said that to the folks I was watching with. I said, I don't think I've ever seen two back-to-back catches as unique or as skilled as those were. To the same player, and the second one was for a touchdown. But Dotson back-to-back one-handed catches, just I mean, unbelievable as far as skill goes. But yeah, that's Sean Wade there uh, playing cornerback, and he gets kind of torched on both those. But really, as far as defending goes, I don't know what you can do for that. The the receiver goes up and spears both the balls one hand, and it's in a place where only he can get it. So anyway, that's not the only thing to worry about. It you know, if you watch the tape, the when the when the Penn State quarterback had time you know there were some issues with coverage you know um, you know back in the field but hopefully that's something they get shored up you know the Buckeyes need something to work on obviously at any uh, you know throughout this season um, and we're, we're able to kind of critique that because of how well the defensive line stepped up this game uh, the defensive tackle Tommy Togiai, unbelievable I mean just a career game and then you pair him up with Haskell Garrett who had an awesome game first game against Nebraska you know the interior the defensive line was a worry coming into this season and those two players have kind of shored that up and the defensive ends as well I mean just a a pretty pretty great performance from the line which kind of shored up maybe some of those mistakes we saw um, out of the defensive backs but yeah, pretty pretty awesome day. Three sacks for Tommy Tommy Togiai, and then a, a share of kind of uh, or a handful of shared sacks, Zach Harrison and Jonathan Cooper with a shared sack, and then uh uh J I can't say his name, JV Ton Gene Baptiste, uh also a sack recorded on his own. But pretty unbelievable day out of the defense. Marcus Hooker coming up with an interception to pretty much seal the game uh late on Saturday. Uh, one issue of concern, uh, we don't have a ton of depth when it comes to cornerback. And I believe it was Cameron Brown uh, who, who went down with uh, what has been reported to be an ACL uh, injury. We're going to have to see what uh, Kerry Combs has brewed up to kind of seal what is already a pretty light uh, depth chart as far as the cornerbacks go. The other area concerned from Saturday was the special teams play. Uh, not special teams in general. More specifically, just kicking our field goals. Um, it, it came out after the game that our our starting kicker Dominic D Machai Machaio, I can't say his name either, uh, but he may have tweaked his groin muscle going into Saturday's game. Uh, he he hits one uh, field goal on the day for us, uh, 22 yarder, and he misses what ended up for those of you who had money on the game being a pretty big kick. Uh, there within the 20 yard line, uh, that, that should have been as easy as a extra point. Now, a little bit of, uh, uh, saving grace, you know, if this is a nagging inj- injury for Dominic, uh freshman kicker, five-star recruit out of Col- or the area of Columbus. I'm not sure which high school he went to specifically, but Jake Siebert, uh, became the 23rd member of the Ohio state 2020 class to have lost his black stripes. Now, for those of you who don't know this, uh, when freshmen come into the Ohio State program, each of them have a black stripe on their Ohio State Buckeye helmet. Uh, it goes down the center of the helmet where the normal uh, the, the normal uh, scarlet stripe is, and they have a black stripe covering it up. When you lose your black stripe, it means you are a, essentially an official member of the team and ready to play. So for five-star kicker Jake Siebert, that could spell pretty good news for us this week, as he's probably going to get some action against Rutgers. So... With that being said, pretty strong game uh, performance against Penn State last week. Stuff to improve on, which is what we wanted, but I mean, again, this literally was the biggest game on Ohio State's regular season schedule, if you want to think about it from a talent standpoint, Uh, and really, Ohio State really, at at no point, was in fear of losing that game uh, from the kick, so pretty strong outcome. This week, against the fighting Rutgers Scarlet Knights, uh, there's a reason that this podcast is going to be a little bit shorter, you know. This is a different Rutgers team than we've seen in the past few years and really since they've joined the conference. Um, Greg Schiano is at the helm for Rutgers this year. They had, I believe it was 12 transfer players uh, come in uh, during this offseason to really change the outlook of this team. One notable player for the Buckeyes is Brendan White. Brendan was a safety uh, in our quarterback room this year, or excuse me, he transferred this off season. Uh, so there's one Buckeye talent that's starting on that team, but really, you know, Greg chiano Buckeye fans will remember what was the headache season with Dwayne Haskins in 2018. Awesome offense, but the linebackers and the defense really, you know, couldn't stop anything. You might remember the one game against Maryland where the Buckeyes won it, um, uh, 52, 51, I believe it was, uh, in what was just a race to see who could score the most points. But anyway, Greg Ciano, maybe not the best defensive coordinator, didn't have that great of a time here at Ohio State, but as a head coach, pretty awesome track record, and you can already see what is a pretty strong turnaround in this Rutgers team with a huge win against Michigan State, even though obviously this year Michigan State is not the the team they have been in the past. But Rutgers Rutgers comes out with a win in week one against them, Uh, part of that being because of seven turnovers that, uh, that the Spartys had. Uh, which is obviously going to put points on the board for maybe what is an inferior team. But they played a, a close-ish game against Indiana last week. We know that Indiana is pretty strong uh, after they beat Penn State in week one. So, you know, th- this record, they're, they're a little different. And, you know, I'm not saying that it's going to be a game. I'm not even sa- saying that it's going to be a game at all against Ohio State this Saturday. But, you know, just just look for things to look a little different as far as I, I don't think we're going to see that 69-0 to you know, spread that we, we've seen uh, in years past. But we'll see uh, this weekend. But it's going to be a great time for Ohio State to, uh, number one, put up some points on the, on the board for Justin Fields, but number two, get some get some practice in with the depth. Uh, this season it's going to matter more than any other that, you know, the number twos and threes at each position uh, get some experience on the field. And there's no better way to do that than when you can run up the points a little bit on a, a conference opponent and get some of your younger guys out there to get in-game experience. Okay, with that, we are going to go into the last segment of the show. Number one, I want to recap the the picks from last week with Jay, Adam, and I. Um, you know, Adam had a rough start. I, I, he's not here to defend himself, so I can kind of go in him on my own. Um, you know, he started week one, uh, three and four with his picks. Definitely picked it up last week uh, uh, for week three in the Big Ten. Adam went four and two. Uh, he was correct on a number of games, including Indiana, Purdue, Northwestern, and then the Ohio State game, of course. Ryan and myself and Jay actually went 5-1 last week, so if you're interested in planning for your kid's uh, college fund or if you're trying to get creative with the way you're looking to fund retirement, go ahead and uh, just put everything on anything uh, that, that I've, I predict for the rest of the season. No, please don't do that. that this is a disclaimer. Please do not do that. I, I That doesn't happen very much. Uh, but it is fun when you are picking games correctly. And I love, you know, picking games in the Big Ten because this is where real football is played, obviously. So 5 and 1 last week. The only game I uh, got wrong myself was Wreckers. I thought they would cover the 13 points against Indiana. They did not. They almost did on a crazy play at the end of that game. If you haven't seen it, I definitely recommend you to go look it up. Just Google it Crazy Wreckers End of Game Play Against Indiana. Uh, at one point, an offensive lineman takes the ball and throws it like a lit hand grenade uh, as far as he can away from his head. It's it's an awesome just course of events. Please look it up. Do yourself a favor. Going into this week, a lot of or a couple good games on the table. The marquee game in the Big Ten this week is Michigan traveling to Bloomington to play Indiana. Michigan right now is favored by three points. Uh, I don't have anybody else's picks, so I'm just going to make my own. Uh, this week, I like Michigan against Indiana. I think they're going to have a big week uh, bouncing back against uh, from from their rivalry loss against uh, against Penn, or Michigan State last week. Um, look for look for Jim Harbaugh to try and right the ship. At this point, I don't even think you know uh, Jim is in the, the last full year of his contract. He's he's signed through 2021. Um, they haven't re-signed him yet, and I think that's some writing on the wall. So at this point, Jim, in my opinion, either is going to walk out on his own or Michigan is going to just say, hey, we're, we're, we're going to need to try something else because obviously this experiment has not worked. So what's Jim playing for? Well, his next contract. Now, where's that going to be? Probably the NFL um, if he's looking to, to pursue that again. But anyway, I like Michigan this week over Indiana by more than three points. Uh, I'll kind of run through the rest of them. I like Michigan State. Uh, covering a six-and-a-half-point spread against Iowa. They're traveling to Iowa. Uh, they're, they're showing quite a bit of fight uh, after a, a tough week, one loss to Rutgers. Uh, and, again, they had that big number of turnovers. I like them to cover the spread. Uh, you got Nebraska traveling to Northwestern. Northwestern's favored by three-and-a-half points. I like Nebraska to cover this week. Uh, and maybe even sprinkle that money line. Uh, they're, they're angry, number one. They're coming off of what was a postponed game against Wisconsin that was not of their own accord. They were fighting to try and reschedule the game and they're looking to play. So I like Nebraska uh, this week to cover a three and a half point spread. Maryland is traveling to Penn State. Penn State is favored by 25 points, which is an unbelievable amount. You have to think that after starting 0-2 on this season, the Penn State's definitely going to want to bounce back. But we saw last week that Maryland has a quarterback in Tunga, Viola. I don't know how to say his first name, but he's he's, uh, Tua's younger brother. Uh, He can put up some points. Penn State's defense proved that it cannot stop too much on the ground uh, or through the air last week. I like Maryland to cover a big 25-point spread. And then... Uh, last before the big game Minnesota favored by seven points traveling to Indiana I like or excuse me Minnesota traveling to Illinois I like Minnesota to cover the uh, seven point spread give me Minnesota I'm going to lay those points down and then finally we, we we make our way down here to Rutgers at Ohio State Ohio State favored by 38 points huge spread this week I hate this game to bet on because it's a ton of points and we don't exactly know how Ryan Day is gonna play it this season. If he wants to run the score up in the second half, if he wants to take his foot off the pedal. I don't if it was real money, I wouldn't I I'm telling you to stay away. I just for the sake of picking one, I softly like Rutgers to cover a large 38-point spread. And with that, uh we're gonna wrap it up here. Uh, once again, thank you for tuning in. I would just ask uh, that you leave us a review and a, and, a, and, a, and a comment, you know, five-star review. Hopefully, if you're going to leave one, if you're not going to leave a five-star review, please find a Michigan podcast or That Team of North podcast to review. Uh, leave us a comment. I read all comments on the podcast, so please give us any feedback you can. Thank you for joining another episode of the Silver Bullet Saga.